0: Welcome everybody to another episode of the World's Greatest Podcast. That's the way the cookie crumbles. Yeah, baby. We back. We're back. Me, Stan, and Jim are back. We did say we were gonna have a little bit of a break and then come back and do a few transfer pods, but yeah, this is the first of those transfer podcasts. We've had a couple of weeks off. Stan, I know you've been on holiday with a certain someone. Tell us more about that.
1: Yeah, we just um, we were around Salt Lake, and uh, we were just spreading the word of, of Mormonism with uh, with Donny and uh, his sister Marie. Um, so yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, a lot warmer here actually, which which is surprising. Um, but yeah, it's lovely. Love a little bit of Utah on in uh, in May. Can't beat it. And Jim, you've
2: been away as well, haven't you? <laughs> yeah, I've been. Um, I've actually been to the same place Stan has been, but this is the first time Stan's hearing in a bit. I've been actually spying on him i right. uh, Just just keeping a check on I mean, him because there's a few rumours going around about Stan recently that I don't want to say on this podcast, but they're not true.
0: No, some say he's been linked to the Vince McMahon rumours, that he's getting sued and, and <laughs> so Stan potentially. Apparently he's all part yeah. of that. He can't say it, Jim, but we can. Vince McMahon, if, Vince if we Vince just Mc say the papers are calling it. But we will start with a few done deals in the transfer market, lads. And I think we'll start with the most recent, Romelu. Stan, what do you think about him leaving after one year, desperate to go back to Inter, drops his wages by 40% to go back? Just a big mess in it, really. But it's been solved pretty quickly.
1: Yeah, um, I I can't really say I'm surprised, to be honest. We spoke about this last year where, um, obviously, at the time, it was a £100 million transfer and we all thought he'd score goals or more than he did anyway. But I also said at the time that you'll struggle to find a United fan that was... uh, sad to see him go and and even when he went to Inter and you know led them did he score was it the most goals an Inter player scored in a season since Ronaldo in the 90s or something like that and obviously they won their first title in a decade or however long that was as well but even then United fans weren't too upset about uh, seeing him go even after seeing him do that so yeah personally I'm not surprised that he's he's hardly played and Again, we're sat in a position now where I think you'd struggle to see a Chelsea fan stand to see him go. Well,
0: luckily for you, Stan, you've got one sat here. <laughs> oh, go on then. No, I I'm 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 not asked that he's gone at all. And I said it on the pod. When we signed him, we became a worse team because we don't play to his strengths, and especially when Chilwell and James were injured for such a prolonged period of time that definitely didn't play to his strengths because we had Alonso who was basically our first choice wing back for three quarters of the season and Aspi playing right wing back it's not players you associate with whipping the ball in the box and then he got injured fell out of the team and then he did that interview in I think November December time just saying how much he wanted to go back to winter and not when he was finished in in his prime which was a big slap in the face especially because we spent 100 million on him but Todd Bowley's come in straight away. Apparently Marina Grana wanted to give it another year. She's out the door anyway. Uh, so she didn't really have a choice. But Todd's basically just saying it's not his money. So he doesn't care. He's out the door. And it looks like that Kai's going to be the number nine going forward. Jim?
2: Yeah. Um, absolute Like, who into Milan to get him back so cheap after waited for them like Stan was saying before two seasons ago a bit of a disaster for Chelsea all around really um, I don't know used to, like, the player was awful when like, his attitude was obviously really bad doing that interview um, just months after signing for 100 million uh, I'm not sure Tuchel did that well trying to make, uh, fit him into the right system so that helped him um, the start of the season though he was, he was banging I think like the first three or four games of the season he was thinking oh yeah this is like, like he's like bullying some defenders now and Chelsea look really good and probably title contenders for a few games but if he's fell off really badly I didn't see it come in to be fair Um, I thought he'd score loads this season I mean there's loads of bets like who's going to score more Lukaku or Ronaldo and it wasn't actually a contest in the end Um, but yeah now Chelsea have to look for a new goal scorer I think Cook yeah we do need goals from somewhere Kai's going to be the number nine
0: it looks like we're going to lose either Werner Ziyech or Pulisic in the summer window, and we've expressed our interest and we've bid for one of your boys, Jim Rahim, the Dream, a guy with a, a year left on his contract. I think we bid twenty-five million plus add-ons, which is obviously a bit of an insult for a player of Razim's Rez, character and calibre. But are you upset that he's going?
2: Um, I don't know if he is, if he is going. Yeah, I'm kind of don't. I don't want him to go. Um, I like him a lot, but. Kind of makes sense for it to happen this year. It was to happen. Um, you can see Sterling would want to tie down his contract. He wouldn't want to run that apparently the player um will be open to stay in, will be open to leave but the least like the thing he wants to do is run down his contract and become a free agent next year. And you can see why, because anything can happen in football county, he could run down his contract and get a massive injury. Um he wants better stability and uh, especially going to a World Cup season. Um and I know twenty five million isn't a lot, like it would be still I think for a player of Raheem team Sterling's quality but we've just seen Sadio Mane in last year with his contract go for £27 million Euro, like million and yeah. I mean I think we'd all agree that Sadio Mane is a better player than Raheem Sterling and I'd, that's me who loves to play Sterling I'll, I'll bet a lot so hopefully City can get a little bit more money out of it I don't rate that you would sell to a rival which we are doing if we sign to Chelsea well, I mean, if that's the only option, then it's, it's going to have to happen, i And he, he would score a lot of goals. So Chelsea. He'd score a lot of goals wherever he is, because no matter how you think about his play style, he, he's proven over the past five, six years that he's a goal. So.
0: Yeah, well, that's the thing for us as well. We do create a lot of chances, and it, it was someone just to put him away, and that's why we spent 100 million on Lukaku, but that blew up in our face. But Kai Havertz wasn't bought as a number nine. He's probably going to be that going forward, and... I wouldn't mind Mason Mount and Raheem Sterling behind him at all. Not not a bad not a bad signing, especially if you can get Sterling for under fifty million. In my opinion, even with a year left in his deal, stand I think that's a pretty good deal. Yeah, uh,
1: obviously part of the Premier League hundred clubs, so you're definitely getting goals. He's proven across his career, even at Liverpool. People, I think people don't forget. That he was at Liverpool, but forget how good he was as well. I mean, there were only two or three games from a, a Premier League title at 19, 20 years old, and he, he would have been a, a massive part of that had he ended up doing that. So um, he's been doing it for a good decade, Sterling, and obviously he's a London lad, so I think he'd settle in very quickly. Um, and that, yeah, if Chelsea can get him for a decent price, I think, I know it's not a light for light replacement for Lukaku, but that's probably a good thing in terms of the fact that, as you already said, Cook, Lukaku didn't really fit with how Tuchel wanted to play or that playing style. But I think with Tuchel, maybe sitting a little bit deeper than obviously Guardiola or a clock would do. Um, you know, using Sterling's pace on the break would be a uh, very effective for Chelsea. So I think if he goes there, he'll, he'll still score goals. He'll be fine. It's like Jim, Jim. I think spoke about the World Cup. It's probably the best thing for him as well, you know, getting a few months in before the World Cup because we all know with Pep Roulette, uh, he might not even start the season. There seems to be with Guardiola, some players you don't see for the first two, three months of the season a lot. And then, you know, they don't leave the team between December and May and end up being a massive player for the title. So uh, I think he'll probably be thinking it's, it's probably his last World Cup as well. He'll want to be in a team where he's guaranteed game time. And I think he'd
0: get that at Chelsea. Yeah, and then just final thing on Sterling. I seen a lot of things on my Twitter timeline about why would we want a City cast off. Well, it it doesn't matter who they come from, in my opinion. But it's who's he better than in our team? Is he better than Hakim Ziyech? Yeah. Is he better than um? Is is he better than Pulisic? Yeah. At this point in time, is he better than Hudson adoy Yeah. He, he walks into our team, Sterling. I. I really don't get the hate,
2: especially
0: Max, for that money. Yeah, there's no logic to that, really. It doesn't matter
1: if a player's, you know, a club wants to sell a player, whether he's the best player in that team, whether he's just been relegated or, you know, whatever. If, if the manager and the club think that that is, is the right player for the, for the team, it, it doesn't matter what situation they're in. I mean, look at players like Andy Robertson. You know, how many people would have thought that he'd have done what he'd done yet, you know, at the time? You know, people would have took the piss saying, oh, Liverpool are buying a left-back from hole that's just been relegated. Nobody's heard of him. And, you know, five, six years later, he's probably been the best in his position for how many years. And he's won he's won pretty much the lot. Um, so it doesn't yeah. really matter, things like that. And, you know, Raheem Sterling's Raheem Sterling. It, you know, give it two months. Football fans are fickle. He'll, he'll be starting for Chelsea and scoring goals. And everybody will be saying, what a great sign. And he has to start in Qatar. So I wouldn't pay too
2: much attention. You'll probably find yourself becoming one of these fans that sticks up from all the time because he's the kind of player that seems to get no respect from outside of his own fan base. Um, He kind of got a little bit more after his um, Euro performance, which rightly so, but remember the chat before that, like, not a lot of players, not a lot of England fans who weren't also City fans would have probably started him. But look at his goals record he's in double digits for the past five seasons. I mean... Yeah. 17, 18, he had 18 goals in the Premier League. Then he had 17 goals in the Premier League. And then the year after that, he had 20. I mean, for a player who can't finish and that's not setting. he seems to find all the right places and score goals, which is a very underrated aspect of his game and not one you can really judge by watching him because you don't really watch players' movement deal. That's basically watching the ball. Yeah. Um, but yeah, a proven, cloth player, and I will miss him. Yeah,
0: if he goes, he might he might very well stay. Yeah, yeah, but Sterling is is movement in the box is like no one that we have at the moment. So he again walks into our team, and he's he's the king of the one touch finish, Raheem. But one of the kings of Anfield, stand as Jim alluded to before, has left for Bayern for absolute buttons. But when a player really wants to go, and there's not a lot of time left in his deal, it's it's always going to be pretty cheap like that, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's it's. I mean, is
1: Liverpool getting 25, 30 million and, and Bayern getting a player for 25, 30 million, I think both sides will probably be happy with that, especially with, you know, as we'll talk about Liverpool signing who they signed. So they brought in Luis Diaz in January, and obviously Jota's been an excellent player when he's come in for them as well. So I don't think Liverpool will be too worried. But from Bayern's point of view, getting in a player that, you know, I think is he 30, just won the African Cup of Nations, obviously just being in a in a hunt for the quadruple, very important to that. So Mane's still got it. And the Bundesliga, as we know, is different to the Premier League. So we'll spend most weeks... Uh, Stat padding, I'm sure, until the Champions League nights come, and Bayern will want to win it again. And you know, with the signings that they've made, they'll be with Ryan Gravenberch and Mazzarawi and Mane. That's three already that probably go straight into the first eleven, if not, you know, that first 12 12-13 And they've they'll be in the hunt for the uh, the Champions League this season. And there's not many better players to sign, really, for the price that they did. No, I did.
2: Did, um, did you see Bayern's tweet when they announced Mane? Yeah,
1: the hashtag
2: they're using. Um, no. the, the service, ser- service money. Have you, seen this, have you not seeing this, Cook? No. So the hashtag they're using, they put service Sadio, and then the hashtag is service money. And uh, <laughs> when you translate the tweet, service translates to slave. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> the admin's on
0: oh, a shocker, yeah. really,
2: obviously. I mean, oh,
0: if, if, if there's
1: anybody out there that can um, it translate, means
2: like what, get another what service, or, yeah,
1: yeah. If anybody can translate what service <laughs> means, the English translation didn't go too well for them. So, I'm sure there's an explanation to that one.
2: So, yeah, that's that is my observation, and also that there's only one player now away from free, which is like Sane, Mane, and then who else? Who, else
1: is who could they, who could he get? Who is that potential th- third player though? Has to run Sa- with Mane. Sane, Mane. Is there anybody else? There must be someone. Mane, Maybe Danny used to play for Zenit and they can call him Danny. <laughs> <laughs> Danny. Ultimate team legend. Fane. No, there. Sane. Nah. Listen, if you players, come back. To again,
2: us. Us. again let,
1: let us know. Give us a shout. Yeah. Anybody that runs with so Mane. There will and be Sané. someone. There will be. So, yeah, there will be. Our oh, man's gone blind yeah no there'll be someone there'll be someone out there that we're not thinking of but yeah I mean a, a guy that's not replaced Manet like for light, like, but a forward that's coming to Liverpool Cook uh, Darwin Nunes for 100 million euros uh, or a deal sorry Liverpool fans a deal that could potentially reach 100 million euros uh, 85 million pounds with uh, very achievable add-ons but um, you know I know they get very upset about us saying that he cost 85 mil so he won't um, what do you think about that one one very good season at Benfica obviously United were interested Liverpool kind of came in from nowhere there were reports he wanted him then some were saying they didn't and then overnight it seemed like that Liverpool had, had jumped ahead of everybody and uh, now he's signed He
0: signed the dotted line what do you think about that one? Yeah I just think it's it's, it's good business from Liverpool from what I've seen a lot of literally sending place twice both against Liverpool and he was very good. I think he scored two or three times against them as well and once at Anfield at least. But he's a big lad. Good in the air. Looks quite physical. He'll need to... Well, he'll need all of that frame in the Premier League playing where he plays. And he will be targeted because of that frame by big full-backs and centre-backs. And he'll have to get up to speed quick because it's not the... Is it the Liga Primera? Is that right? I don't know. The Liga uh, North something. Yeah, there you go. And uh, see. Oh you FIFA fans. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but yeah, they've shot they shot there quite recently in Luis Diaz. They'll they hope it works out. And it's a lot of money. Again, if it's achievable add-ons by appearances and goals, it should be plug and play like mine is down the line, but Liverpool will have to adapt and quick and they'll hope it is as fast as Diaz mm-hmm. because he has come in and become plug and play. Diaz, I mean Jim, yeah. I was
1: gonna ask you that, no, sorry. Cool. Cook's, Cooks saying that he'll have to adapt. Do you think Liverpool will have to adapt to Nunes because it's a different type of forward that Klopp's ever had at Liverpool?
2: Yeah, definitely. Liverpool are going to have to adapt big time because of losing Sadio Mane, of which we just spoke about. Last, this is a massive loss, really. I think that for a lot of last season, he was like, their best front three player. Um, but yeah, Liverpool might have to think about the way they play. Maybe we can see something like a, the kind of. Um, flirted with this idea before when he was on about signing Timo Werner, but Firmino playing in a 4 2 3 1 kind of system, and obviously you've got the, the young lad Cavallo coming from Fulham who likes to play in that, that hole as well. But maybe there's a new way of playing for Liverpool next season because um, Mani filled a lot of time in the back end of the last season playing up front. Um, from Nunes' point of view, I haven't actually watched him play at all because when we put playing in the Champions League, United City were also playing. But from Little Cliff, clips I've seen. He looks like a bit of a not a nasty bugger, but he's got a he's got that kind of side to him, which I think you always need to have in the Premier League. Um I think all the best strikers have had it in the Premier League. Uh your Roonies, your Costa, your Aguero, Suarez, who obviously was the last Uruguay in Liverpool, so I'm hoping. Well they they'll be hoping that. Um Nunes is a lot like him and what I will say about Liverpool's signs over the past three or four seasons is they've been bang on. So you can expect this to be um, well worth the money, even if it is
1: a big fee. Yeah, that's it. I think if any other club really had, had paid this sort of money, they'd be, you know, you'd be fifty-fifty on whether they could do it. But like, like you said, Liverpool signings. I mean, even if you look at the big ones, your Van Dijk and your Allison. I mean, they improved the side massively, and they've arguably, arguably, it's easy for me to say, been uh, the best in the position for you know, the last two or three years since he signed them. So if Nunes follows, then uh, he'll, he'll he'll make up that £85 million and all the installments will be paid, in which case he's been a success. So you can't really argue with that. But on the flip side, Cook, is there any chance that we've spoken about Lukaku going for £100 million and, and Chelsea not changing the system? Is there any chance that this one fails? And if so, how do you think that happens?
0: I think it only fails if if Nunes doesn't adapt, I think he is an out-and-out number nine for Benfica. Like I said, I've only seen him play a couple of times. But that front three has to be fluid. He has to go out and play wide sometimes. He'll have to go and play on the right. Salah sometimes will play through the middle. He has to adapt to Liverpool as opposed to Liverpool adapting to him. And In this first season, uh, to rephrase what I said, sorry, is going to be vital for him in that process because it's not about Liverpool playing to his strengths. He has to adapt to Klopp and what they do because there's a reason they have been where they have been for the past three or four seasons. And Nunes coming in has to be yes, well, he has to be molded into a Klopp player. And anyone that was coming in to be that Mane replacement, whether it be him or uh, Saint Maximin or someone of that ilk, had to adapt. And I think he will again. I've not seen a lot of him from what I've seen. I've really liked him. He's,
2: he's made big jumps in the past. I mean, the, he came from the Spanish second division to go to Benfica and Benfica played a, paid a club record fee for him and he adapted straight away and his goal record last season was like, put on like he was up there with anyone else in European football. Obviously, it's probably a weaker league than others um, have to play in. But, it's a, yes. it's from like 2019 to this season, Spice, second division's player for Liverpool. Is, is yep. he's a massive leap uh, and he's going to have to take another massive step next season
0: yeah definitely he's only
2: played in the top flight
0: for two seasons this will be his third season as a top flight footballer at the age of 22 and to go back to Jim's uh, statement about his goal record he got 26 in 28 last season in the league for Benfica and yeah like I said he'll have to adapt and adapt quickly he will but someone who also signed on the dotted line today, Stan, who I think is a great signing, by the way, Nick Pope is signed for Newcastle. It looks like he's going to come in straight away and pl- replace Martin Dubravka. Again, I think this is excellent. Excellent business.
1: Yeah. Um, I think when Newcastle got took over, we all thought they'd do kind of what City did and bring in some rock star names that were there for the, uh, the for the checkbook rather than the projects. And yeah, uh, <laughs> Unfortunately, potentially for some, in some people's opinions, they're not, that they're being quite smart with it. Your Dan Byrne was a strong signing, your Bruno Gimarish, or, or however you pronounce it, was a strong signing. And Nick Pope as well. I'm not sure how much they bought him for, does it say? But mil, um, apparently. 10 million. I know. I know. Burnley have got relegated, but this is a guy that you know. A few years ago, people were saying should and could be England's number one. And his, his only weak, his only weakness, Nick Pope really is with his feet. But Newcastle at the moment aren't a side that are going to look to dominate possession. So for the meantime, you've 100 percent upgraded in your goalkeeper position with a a guy that's Premier League proven, and uh, I think like, for that price, you can't have any uh, any issues
2: with it at all. Yeah, I no, think certainly. the price the, the price is really good. Um, I, I kind of have my questions about him because I'm because like stands every his feet, especially when he played for England as well. We did see he looked extremely nervous. Like obviously he's never been asked to play that kind of football for for Burnley. It's quite understandable, but I imagine it's something that Eddie Howe, if he wants to be the Newcastle manager long term, is that's what that's how he likes to play football because Burnley were a very progressive kind of side, and it's not something Nick Pope will do and. You see it in today's game more and more that goalkeepers are becoming so important to be able to play from the back. So, I don't know be the keeper for the next five years. I think that might, I think he might be a bit of a stopgap between the Dubravka and the keeper. They actually want to go and challenge for like European football I think.
0: Yeah, potentially. He is 30, which surprised me when I seen that he was on the move. I thought he was probably about 25 to be honest with you. But, Anyway, goalkeepers last longer more often than not, and I I probably do agree with that, Jim. That he probably is a stopgap to someone who's probably of someone's ilk of like an All Black or someone like that. When they go out and buy a serious keeper or let's say a really promising keeper, like say an Edison, like what City did,
2: yeah, I
0: definitely could see him doing that. But Stan, finally some Man United news or kind of news because he's really twerking for Frankie De Jong, but he's not really that sold as he has of yet um well i don't know i think initially
1: i don't think he was too convinced but the latest reports are that he is uh, he is convinced and the issue with the hold up is um basically Barca want what they paid for him which is uh, 75 million euros i think guaranteed or 85 million euros one of those two and uh, united well they're about 10 15 million off that um, because United are trying to play, I think the long game. Uh, there's 30th of June keeps being touted as some sort of important date for Barca with regards to, um, you know, like a squad, squad registration and things like that, and, and, and the financial side of things. There's some saying that uh, are uh, United playing that waiting game until until next week to see, you know, whether Barca do just accept 10 million less, which you know for United 10 million is nothing but I do understand that with the new setup that we've got uh, in the past we have just bowed down to teams pressure and paid them you know exactly what they've wanted and that just hasn't worked out so I do understand it. it's frustrating as a United fan the fact that we do need a lot of work over these next few years and this summer's going to be the basis of that um, you know with it being the first summer of the new regime so to speak and, and we haven't signed anybody in the Duco back to Carrington next Monday but I do think he will end up being a United player But uh, and he obviously is the only one uh, or the main guy that um, that Ten Hag wants and, and you know he's a guy that Ten Hag's had before as we know and he was very successful with him and in a position that is, is the you know the orchestrator in the team, uh, so I think the quickest and the most, the easiest way for Ten Hag, I think, to get his playing style across is to pick Diong up and drop him right in the middle of that midfield and have him, you know, knocking the ball around. So I think it, like I say, I think it'll happen. I just think it's a matter of you know waiting a couple of weeks. But he's on holiday anyway, so I think the United fans getting arsey about him not being signed before. The lads go to back to Carrington next Monday is, is a little bit too much considering. I don't think he'd even be at Carrington Monday anyway. Had we even signed him by
2: now? So uh, we would obviously be internationals. So maybe the frustration kind of comes from the fact that United's season last year was it, it was it was fucking over weeks ago when it? it was like it was over in what like mm-hmm. February or something. This could have been in the yeah. plans like months ago. So the fact that you are going into pre season with no deals really done going out or coming in, yeah. Of the place players that have left because the contract's expired. I can see why that would be a little bit annoying because yeah the you are, yeah. it tends to be
1: better. Yeah, we have had a lot of people leaving, obviously. Cavani, Matter, Lingard, uh, Pogba, Matic. We've lost a lot of players. Um, I mean, not for nothing, but in terms of the wages that they're on, it was a huge amount. Um, and yeah, I get you, but um, Ten Hag was only actually fully agreed in about April, so it's not like they've known since January time that who they were getting and they were in, they were in cahoots with that guy as to who they'd get as soon as the market opened. I think it's all happened quite late, and I don't honestly don't think they expected Ragnick to be as bad as he was. Uh, I, I do genuinely think that he would have taken a consultancy role and it not gone so wrong and he started lashing out and, and things like that which in the long run might benefit us with the backroom changes but right now it definitely isn't with you know Ten Hard coming in quite late but I don't, I don't think it comes down to lack of planning and I, honestly I'm the first to slag off our hierarchy but I, I genuinely think it's coming it's just negotiate, negotiating uh, and I think it's a football man doing it in John Mercer and I don't think United want to be seen as a club anymore that goes in for a player, a player, a club says we want 80 million and we go, all right, I think they want to be seen as a club that's a little bit harder to deal with, a little bit smarter with the money because as we know, United have lost a billion pretty much since Fergie left. So
0: I don't mind it too much as long as it gets across the line like I I do expect it to do. Yeah. Barca can't even register free transfers, Christiansen or Frank Cassier yet either. It's yeah so there's some, started some sort of out. cult
2: going on for these players that want to join Barca yeah it's weird for any players. so like every single player who gets linked like oh yeah they want to go Barca it's like wow cool. it, they're,
1: just one, they're just one of those clubs aren't they I mean it happened it happened with Madrid I mean you had it's like I was saying the other day there was a period when they were buying players like Gravison, and they weren't winning the title and they weren't anywhere in the Champions League and yet you had Ronaldo in, in 2008 pretty much saying he was a slave at United and he wanted to go to Real Madrid he hadn't done anything for five or six years and they're just a club that will always be unfortunately that window for
2: Madrid was probably the best window ever wasn't
1: it when they saw Ricardo Kaka Benzema yeah Raul Albiol Chabi Alonso yeah Yeah, Alonso
2: as well
0: fucking hell well well, you mentioned Madrid and you mentioned them signings you mentioned them signings Link segues nicely into Gareth Bale who's just left on a free he come in around the time where Ancelotti was the manager, he's just left and Ancelotti is still the manager but he has left and come back but he's left some massive wages on Madrid's books they'll be thanking God that he's left so they can finally get him off that wage book and he's got options at the moment, Wales qualifying for the World Cups massively and obviously everyone knows that that's his priority. He doesn't really care about club football anymore, which is quite weird in the modern day. Anyway, that he, if he, if he could only play for Wales, I think he would at this point. If if he had an agreement with the manager and said, "Can I just play for Wales? Do I really need a club?" He'd probably say, "Yeah, I need to do that." But Bale does have options. He's got options to go and play for Cardiff in the Championship stand. He's got offers abroad. He's got offers from China, MLS. Where do you think is the best place for Bale at the moment? Um, I mean, out of
1: those, it's difficult. I'd probably argue Cardiff with him being in Wales. You've already said how much he loves Wales and loves playing for them. He's a Cardiff lad, I think. And um there's not many better leagues to test your physicality before a World Cup than uh, than the Championship. And it's 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 at a higher level than the MLS and China. And I'm not sure what the other leagues are, but. Um, yeah, it's it's a weird one for him because I'm sure in an ideal world for him he would just chill and play golf until November. But um, there's just no way he can do that. He needs to keep himself at a certain level before going to the World Cup. There's probably no players in world football that could take months off and then turn up at a World Cup and, and turn it on. Maybe Maradona actually. I'm sure I'm think he probably had a few months off doing whatever for Napoli before '86, and he, he walked them right. to it. But he's he's, he's one of it
2: nowadays. though
1: what one of few, so um, yeah, for me, probably Cardiff in terms of him feeling the most at home because we know he's had issues with that before. Is a, is a home bird, I think.
2: Um, Simon Jordan doesn't reckon he's good enough for the championship. That's the talk sport chat. This I was afternoon. just about to
0: say this, Jim. there was amazing whether he, if he was a match winner, you know, the guy that scored two Champions League final winners. Oh, is he I'm a match
1: winner? Talking now. I'm not what sure. Talking about? I'm not sure if he's a match winner. I uh, don't
2: know talks talking points today um, one Jason Cundy was saying that Maradona wasn't a cheat for Hamilton in 1986 and the Liverpool final <laughs> thing I don't know why that's an, an argument in 2022 um, and yeah. two Simon Jones said Gareth Bale five times Champions League when it isn't a match winner <laughs> fucking not. Got some of the most iconic goals in finals Yeah, uh, yeah. And <laughs> and in couple finals the- Champions League finals
0: Coming from the guy that bankrupted Crystal Palace nearly and literally lost a football club, it, it was taken was out of it his hands. So forgive to us if we like, don't take your opinion, Simon.
1: Forgive us. <laughs> to be fair, if I'm Bale, I'm, I'm probably I'd probably want to be in the Premier League. Uh, obviously, England is very close to Wales. To those who might not know, uh, our American friends with who aren't that? very good at geography. Um, I would, if I were him, try and get back to Southampton because even if he's, he's been there before, he went there before Spurs, he's lived there before. And, uh, there's even, like I say, even if he's not playing, there's probably no better training sessions for you than a Ralph Hassenhutel Gagan press training session in terms of keeping your fitness. So, could be one for him there.
0: Yeah, I reckon get on, get on the get on the fucking blower to Ralph. I I <laughs> think the MLS is the way
2: to go. But I was go just gonna agree. I was gonna agree. You get a sand. You go in the World Cup anyway, aren't you, Jim? Yeah, pick the best place you can live in. But you don't care about the football, realistically. Take this season off and then just turn up to the World Cup fresh. Everyone will be napping. Everyone will be knackered in the World Cup. Cup. It'll be chilling you just getting some nice links in America. Right, this is, yeah, this that's is true.
1: Well, that's that's definitely one way of, of
2: yeah going about it. Do you think he'll retire
0: after the World Cup? Do you think he'll retire in January? Probably. If he does well definitely. MLS <laughs> I think the season will. finishes in in like December, January. So it yeah, it's quite poetic, Gareth. Go. I tell yeah. you what to do, Gareth. Gareth and your agent. I hope you're listening. You need to go to LA Galaxy or LAFC, not as a designated player. You've earned your money. Earn your ten grand a week. That's the match you can earn. Retire in January and do at the back end of the MLS season. Get your feet up. Enjoy yourself, Gareth. There's plenty of golf courses in Los Angeles. There'll be some wage cut,
2: that, wouldn't it? from 500 grand as well. <laughs> <laughs> So, guys, um, welcome back to the podcast. Um, I'm a big fan of cinema. Don't know about you, Cook and Stan. Um, yeah. But a great new documentary has come out recently called The Pogmentary. Wow. Um, I don't think it's a great great name myself. I think it could have been called. It doesn't make sense, really, The Pogmentary. I don't really know what it's about. um, But uh, fans of documentaries will be saddened to know that this is the worst rated uh, football documentary on IMVB now. And I blame fans like Stanley Rigby myself, because I know he's been on he, he's created an IMDB account of if that I do want to start I know what he's 100%. like. He's 100%. a bitter man. Um, awesome. but speaking about football, Cup has just reliably informed us there that he has gone back to Juventus. Um another player that has gone back to a um, Serie A Club for a lot less money than what he came to England from us before. First, Joe, I'll go to stand first. I know, I know what he's thinking about it. I mean, this is a pointless question for me, but for the listeners, then, are you happy that he's left? Huh. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. <laughs> I
1: mean, to, to be fair, it was it was confirmed he was already going. So, I mean, in terms of going to Juve, it's funny that we've lost him uh, to Juve for free again. So, okay, then, what,
2: what, a, what do you think he will do at Juve? Then, do you think do you think he, he could actually do um, very good things? And what because he. When he was first at Juve, obviously with um, Marquisio and Perlo, he was one of the best midfielders in the world. Do you see him ever reaching heights like world-class again? Um, I think it'll be difficult
1: for him, mainly because um, Juve have finished fourth uh, back-to-back, haven't they? And it's not a, a brilliant Juve team at all, really, compared to the one you've just said with you know Marquezio, uh, Pirlo, Vidal uh, and Pogba as a, as a four across the midfield with... Pogba being given the luxury of, of doing whatever he wants, really, or or what, what he wanted, I suppose. I mean, the midfield that he's going into, I couldn't is it Western McKennie, Adrian Rabio. So it's, it's not it's not a brilliant midfield. So he might struggle to to do it at first. But even then, it's similar to Lukaku, you'll struggle right now to find any United fan that's sad that he left. And even if he goes to Juve and does what Lukaku does, and is, is brilliant, and leads them to a Serie A title. Even after that happened, you could ask United fan and they, they still wouldn't regret letting him go. I mean, the, the only funny thing, really, is the fact we lost him for free, bought him for 90 million, and he's gone back to the same place we just bought him from for free. So, uh, give it four years, and we might buy him back for 89 million again. So, uh, yeah, I mean... I would say I wish him luck but I, I'm not really bothered to be fair I would kind of find it quite funny if he, if he
0: drops off and uh, didn't that. do anything but um, bad, bad that considering how far you roll deep from your days at Lee Sports <laughs> we do yeah we do yeah. oh so bad yeah. that That's I'm, actually true, put, I'm actually putting that picture on the podcast for on the Instagram this week <laughs> yeah, <laughs> <can>. kind of- <laughs> yeah
1: we we did we did go all the way back and um, <sighs> I suppose I should I, I suppose I should have known then when when um, I met him a few times in in Lee and he still ended up um, still ended up leaving and going to Juve for free. I should have I should have known he'd do it again. If if, we, if he was going to do it to me then, then uh, after seeing me and the little shot of Morrison's in the background, he was he was always going to do it to us again, wasn't it? So uh, yeah. Cook, what do you Fair
2: think? Um, the- how do you think like the? I don't really know to what these people are going to be called by like the people who run Serie A, most like the chief execs or fans of Italian football feeling because obviously last season they lost Ronaldo and Lukaku um, and that was after kind of because they're not, they're not as great as it used to be in the 90s is it? and it's kind of getting better and it went into one of the league last season you felt like yeah they've got Ronaldo they've got a the big signing but now they've got some genuinely good players but over the past season they all seem to leave all the best ones seem to leave like and then two, like I just mentioned, Lukaku and Ronaldo were the two big ones because they were still, what, the second first and top second top goal scorers. And then now they've got Lukaku back and they've obviously got a massive name in Pogba back. Do you think that's good for the league or do you think it's kind of like no one else wants him and they end up in Italy? I think with Pogba, on it, honestly,
1: I don't think anybody really was that bothered about getting him. I mean United did have an offer on the table, which he described as nothing, which I'm led to believe was about 300-odd grand a week. So, uh, I suppose that, that shows you, you Pogba's attitude on things and why a lot of United fans aren't that bothered to um, to see him go. And, uh, Madrid and Barca were never really interested in him. Uh, it only ever really looked like Juve. Maybe maybe PSG at a push, but there was ne- never anything concrete with that. So, it was only really looking like he would... He would go back to Juve and Lukaku only really wanted Inter, but I suppose in getting Lukaku back and and gaining Pogba, who's obviously a massive name in football, everybody knows who he is, World Cup winner and, and, you know, an enigma, should we say, for Manchester United for the last five or six years. I suppose another good thing for Serie A is the fact that Milan have won won the league this season and, and Inter won it last season. It's kind of broken up that Juve dominance, so players may be looking and thinking... You know, I can go there. It's not a one team league. I can go there and get myself a title if we have a good enough season. Um, So, yeah, only good things that these types of players are going there. I can't really see
0: many negatives at all for them. Yeah, to piggyback off uh, Jim's question and Stan's answer, I think so as well. But my understanding is that Inter definitely need to sell players. I mean, Chelsea are going to get roughly about 12 million quid with expectation, well... The expectation is that Lukaku will achieve add-ons. are quite achievable add-ons. So we're probably going to get about 12 million back for him. I mean, Pogba's gone back for nothing, which is unfortunate. But I think that my understanding is Inter needs to sell players. They need roughly about 60 million, Fabrizio Romano was saying, to balance the books for FFP and to basically get them out of the shit. So apparently they're quite open to selling their defender, either Bastoni or it's um I'm trying to think of yeah, saying? Yeah, Mar- uh, Marvin Scrignar, but PSG have already had a bid rejected for him for about forty million quid. So instant really needs to sell it's smart business getting Lukak back on loan, but where's that hundred million gone? We give him last year. <laughs> where's that gone? Yeah,
1: yeah, they did have a lot of money issues, didn't they? That's obviously why. They sold him for that much, and Conte uh, ended up leaving. So, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll see how football having money
2: issues. That's, <laughs> well, that's to yeah,
0: be you don't say.
2: <laughs> What's enjoyable about uh, Milan Skriniar, um not transfer related, is that I seen a tweet that um you can say is um, it's Milan's Scrigna. No, Inter's Milan's Inter's Milan Scrinia or Milan's Scrinia, something like that. Yeah, in, in, this, Milan Stan?
1: Skriniar.
2: Yeah. Or Inter's Milan Skriniar. Yeah,
1: yeah that's the yeah. one. That's enjoyable. Yeah. It, it works either way. It works either <laughs> way. The, the, the Slovak maybe on his way to Paris with Kylian Mbappe. Maybe right, Kylian's chosen yeah. him. I mean, Neymar as well. <laughs> goals and goals and would, you, would you take Neymar Cook
0: for 30 100%. million euros? I'd take him for... For a, for a lot of money really I'd take Neymar again, again he's he's not what we want but it's a proper Chelsea thing to do that it's a proper buy Neymar at 30 for well above what he's really worth 100%. or what he should earn 100%, yeah, 100%. that's a 100%. massive Chelsea thing to do 100% on yeah, yeah,
1: something weird don't like a two year loan or
0: something for, for something uh, you can't do yeah, them anymore go. Stan you
1: can't do Can you not? anymore no been banned from this oh, year right, fair enough well Chelsea will find a way to do it I'm sure yeah, you can do one year at Vitesse, balance the books. Well, there you go, yeah, that's, that's the way to do it then, isn't
2: it? <laughs> imagine how not he would be playing in that league for Vitesse, <laughs> like, if he already you isn't that anyway. You that's what it? I mean, though, but when you watch me my like, big games, he anyway, just kind of strolls around on it, but imagine him in mean, Vitesse versus fucking Groningen or something, he'd, just be, he'd be fucking sitting down, on he? it. he? would probably accept it. He'd probably accept it. He'd probably be
0: like, all right, yeah, mm-hmm. I'll do a year in the
2: Eredivisie. why not? I wonder where to... he goes. I wonder if he still wants to play European top uh, football in top yeah, European no, no. leagues or whatever. He just wants to go back to Brazil at this point and just yeah, live a good life it. and be with his family and stuff. Yeah,
0: He's already wants to play me for Inter, went anyway. back to Santos. Inter yeah. Miami, he wants to play for already. Oh, really? That, hasn't yeah, it's because the MLS season runs for like seven months, so it's a massive five month <laughs> break for him.
1: Yeah, but most importantly, what you're not thinking of is. As you've already said, the season finishes in about Feb. Is that right?
0: Yeah. Oh, God, well, I know where
1: this is going. It's his, his birthday is in March, so that's probably why he's going to go there, isn't it? Well,
2: ideal. Would that be the biggest sign in, in um, MLS? Oh, yeah. yeah. Neymar at 30 years old. Yeah, it would be, yeah. I think so, too. I don't, I don't think I'm still... the calibre of just player alone, but the age and where he's at compared to, like, say, as mm-hmm. Lassan or Gerard or, like, a Perlo or Back back in, whether right I, right LA, yeah. I think Neymar is still like mean. one of the world class players yeah, oh, yeah. it's yeah my much Ryan
0: Shaw crossed, Def definitely one of them too so. <laughs> I don't know was, right Ryan Shaw, was Ryan Shaw <laughs> Cross in America? yeah he played for Inter-Miami last season yeah. for one year and now he's the manager of the reserves
2: and wow. you're thinking of Liam Ridgewell Timbers he did win an MLS
0: Cup Jim
1: he did yeah for Portland Portland Timbers
2: yeah won an MLS
1: Cup Wow, great, great knowledge! He was that Argentinian guy for Portland. He was that good. Uh, no, we always used to get a mad card on
0: FIFA. Piatti. Who? Piatti.
1: No. Argentina. Oh, come on, Cork! I thought From you knew that.
0: From Portland Timbers.
1: Yeah. Where did yeah, he play? Me. Where did he play? He was like an attacking midfielder. Let
0: me find out now. Not that that Palacio guy. No. Really thankful. I can only think... Of, uh, Argentinian ones, I can only think of. Piate, Diego Valeri. The, oh, yeah, yeah. I do remember him, actually. Uh, you I was thinking of
1: Piatty, but he played for you Montreal used to get as, like as like well. a purple card every year on Fingy on for like MLS Cup or Hello and welcome back. We're going to finish off this podcast with a nice game for you. We've uh, rattled your brains with some transfer chatter So now we're just going to relax. We're going to and we're going to enjoy an elevenable. So what we're going to do is it is obviously we always try to link it into something we've spoken about in the show. So this one is linked to no other than Frankie De Jong. Not signed for United yet, but as we've already spoken about, may end up up doing. The question is obviously Ten Hag is at United, so should De Jong join Ten Hag at United? they'll be back together again. But the last time they were together was the Dutch Cup final in 2019. Brilliant. Where Ajax played De Graafschap and won
2: 4-1. <laughs> is it the De Graafschap team I to guess?
1: No, it's not. I did actually <laughs> look at them and think, is, is there anybody here that perhaps no. I could do as a tiebreaker or something? Because obviously it's going to be, you know De Jong starts, but I didn't know any of them at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so hopefully somebody wins. So obviously De Jong played. I want the Ajax team from that um Dutch Cup final, please.
2: So what year was this against Dan? Sorry.
1: Twenty nineteen.
2: Is that the one when Spurs beat him? The
1: final? Oh, no, yeah. no, no, no comment. I hope No I like comment. I'll let, I'll let you, you trust you I'll that. let you trust
2: trust or doubt your knowledge. Uh, oh okay. Um So uh Jim can go first. Oh. Well, I I'll, I'll go with the the other one. Um give Ray. De Vrij. I hope he didn't leave by this point. Either.
1: No, De Vrij wasn't there because that, that's not the centre back you're thinking of. These aren't the drives you're looking for. Right. So oh, is he
2: called something Is called something else? Saying, him. You're he's thinking of Delict. You're thinking of yeah. him, Jim. It's fucking with Delict. It's it De is.
0: Is De, Vrij.
2: Is De Vrij a player? Did I just make him up? No, he's No, not
0: He De Vrij. Yeah, yeah, he is. Oh, brilliant. Is in
2: that's Is it in Yeah,
0: yeah. Oh, I think he was always the only one.
2: Yeah,
0: he was. Okay. Yeah.
1: So Cook steals that. He can take the lick. So Jim, <laughs> straight back to you.
2: Uh, who else left that team? Donnie?
1: Donnie oh. van der Beek. Yes, Donnie van der Beek started. There we Get go, in. Jim. Jeez.
0: Cookie. <laughs> oh. Okay. I'm going to go for Tagliafico. Brilliant, yes. The left-back, Nico
1: Tagliafico. Ten Hag's first signing for Ajax. He started. Jim, back to you. Cook's doing Uh, quick fire here.
2: I know, find the pressure. Must have been somebody else who left that team.
1: Yeah, there Uh, is. is Pretty much, I think, most of them (coughs) aren't there anymore. 3 of the back four aren't there anymore, the keeper's not there anymore, none of the midfield are and only one of the forwards are, so yeah. This team say. has been blitz this team has been blitzed in the last 3 years. Um well. Ziyech. Yeah, Hakim Ziyech started hey. and another one that got
2: pinched. I just remember that that Champions League account just share every year. Was a good
0: one though. It was
2: a good year, yeah.
0: Okay, back That's to clear. you. Oh, Nana, what's my name? Oh, yes. Nana, what's my name? Some rogues oh, here from Cook.
1: Oh, Nana, Nana, the keeper. Because he got a drug bond,
0: to be fair. Andy signed for Inter Good, like two days ago on a free.
1: Oh, oh there we go. So, yeah, is Andre I, Onana. Back the goalkeeper, Jim, back to you.
2: It's like back a game of teddy. Uh, right, if we got left here. No, I, I want to be, be an adult.
1: Won't. Nah, you want to
2: be Roger, trust me. No, I want to be He's winning
1: problem. Wimbledon. So, Jim, you've got right back left. You've got yeah. one of the centre halves left. You've got the third central midfielder. You've got the striker and the left winger.
2: Who's that midfielder? Striker and left winger. Um, was last a in there?
1: he was that's a very very good one he was, he was the third centre midfielder
2: he must have always been at Ajax and then he left, year, he left for
1: Serie
0: A he left for Serie right after that Jim did he yeah I think he went to one euro or some, someone down there I just thought yeah. he always played for Ajax no my next one Stan Dusan Sadic Dusan Sadic yes left wing
2: good team this wasn't it
1: <laughs> James, straight back to you. We've got I the right back. <laughs> no, I mean, they have you got in semi these. We've got the right back. For them. Uh, the centre-half, the, uh, Still Dillick. the captain. Dillick.
0: Uh, we've got the striker oh. now, and that's it. There's oh, only. No, left. I, th- I think I know who that is now. Oh, no, maybe I don't.
2: Wait, you've got what? Sorry, but we've got the right back, centre-back.
1: Right back, centre-half, and striker. Yeah.
2: get. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm not going to say it's much cheaper that not, that but that's what I'm coming up with at the minute um, <laughs> I don't know lad just guess it's a guess uh, it's a mess uh, that lad who played for Spurs did he go back there Victor Jensen no no I don't no, think he's okay. ever been you know, I actually got
0: him off his head, I think I have no idea lad no
1: cooking
2: go on cook
0: uh, I was gonna say Davinson
1: Sanchez. No, he'd gone to Spurs by then. Yeah, <clears throat> he, he played against United in twenty seventeen year I think, and then uh, joined that summer I believe, or maybe the year after. But no, he wasn't there then.
2: So what? What's missing? He wasn't. He wasn't, hunt, he wasn't was it?
1: It was Huntla, striker. Oh, why did I just say so, <laughs> so what's left? <laughs> so what's left? Uh, Cook, it's back to you Jim's just got a hunt Lar. oh no oh no centre-half and right-back
2: Cook, Cook hasn't officially won the game though I will admit yeah, yeah. I've, I've yeah, won yeah, I, got, I got two wrongs because I said give I it's, it's heard the delay oh De yeah but
1: Cook, if Cook gets this wrong Jim and you get it right it's not over yet
2: alright it's time to let me you it?
1: both do know both of these players it's a right-back and a centre-back that back we and know a both
2: yeah All right, 100% oh shit a
1: right-back okay. and a centre-back
2: West yeah. Fingers, yeah, I'm thinking Stan. Well, I'll hard go, of Dutch players. I'll go
1: with a centre R for you. All right. Um, he has a famous dad, Dutch footballer. Obviously, with the same last name. Oh, but this my. guy plays for
2: Manchester United. Sam, you've, just, you've just given the because I was going to actually guess Ron because they played oh. for. Um, the, what's his name? The Netherlands boss. I think, isn't it? yeah but, but now now I know it's Daily Blend it, was, it, was, oh, it, it is Daily Blend
1: Daily Blend next to Delix and Cookie the right back has already been mentioned in this podcast he's left okay, okay. Ajax this summer Masrawi. Nasir Maserawi there we go okay right. I don't
2: know who he is even though you did say him before is he the guy Mas- we're yeah
1: yeah he's a I think, is he Moroccan or Tunisian? Well, you know, hell no like one earlier. left in that team now. Yeah. Hate being IX him,
0: fan him, wouldn't you? <laughs> him and Dietz there, super Moroccan link on that right hand side. Yeah, I love that. Green <laughs> link's only broke. So there we go, Lindsay. So sh- if fan. you drew 2 be sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah, it would.
2: <laughs> that's that's like why like a see team, and none of them are there now. That's why team. I support Fire lad. Just better.
0: Hey, watch it.
2: This is Fire Nord on Disney Plus.
0: Okay, just as we're winding down episode 140 of the podcast Stance had to run off because Donny Osmond has just FaceTimed him
2: hasn't he Jim he he ran off that was a very abrupt but yeah it looked looked very urgent very urgent
0: it did all I heard was Avon and Caravan site that's all that I heard from from Mm. that I don't don't know if that means anything to you Jim but not a lot not a lot for me but, but yeah if you want a few more of the Cookie Pod Boys, when we're not around, we are going to be doing some more of these transfer episodes as and when they're appropriate. And as and when people get the checkbook out, Jim, and start making some sign ins. But if that's yes. not good enough for you lot, then you can find us at Cookie Podcast One. That's at Cookie Podcast, followed by the number one. You can also find us on Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and you can follow the link tree link in our bio to see everything Cookie Pod. And that's been another episode of That's The Way The Cookie Grumbles.
2: See